0: Splash, splash splash. splash ass, splash assets, hey, a with a me, quin splash a sass, starting now with a quin lee go What up fools? Welcome to the Splash S podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live After Show but not today. I know we said we wouldn't have a show, but once I saw that Pete and Sebastian put out a new cast, I thought, fuck that. Fuck that. If they want to work, I want to work. And that is the beauty of being unofficial. Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco, they don't have to follow corporate rules and I don't either. So let's have some fucking fun. Plus, (laughs) it's thunder and lightning here, so it turns out you can rain on our 4th of July parade. But before we get into the Pete and Sebastian show, I need to talk about this article I saw in the New York Post. You guys, this girl on a plane at the Dallas airport had an epic meltdown recorded obviously viral on TikTok by now and she was like I'm getting the fuck off this plane everyone you can believe me or-. she was basically having a full on Kristen Wiig meltdown there's a lady churning butter on the wing except instead of churning butter you want to know what she was petrified of she thought that the- <laughs> she thought that the passenger sitting on the plane next to her was not real no you guys not real not a real human like she was walking down the aisle this lady and she was like I don't give two fucks what you guys want to all believe but I'm telling you that motherfucker back there is not real (laughs) and points to this poor alien sitting in the back row no all right so clearly this girl walking down the aisle was in distress and we have no updates on her or the non-real person status. So I have deduced three possible answers, three explanations. And if we don't get real answers, I'ma need this girl to be the first guest on Splash Assess and explain what the fuck happened. Cause it was either number one, this girl's on fun drugs that took a not fun turn. Two, this girl's off medication and <laughs> should return to it immediately. Or three, this girl's telling the truth and something about that non-real person was so frightening. I'm just picturing like a Dementor in Harry Potter ready to suck her soul casually. And, you know, she just tried to save everyone on the plane because they ended up having to deboard and it took an extra three hours and... <laughs> <laughs> and I swear if I was on that flight and she freaked out for aforementioned reasons one or two and not for number three, no, I would find that girl and make her become non-real too. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding, but not really. Like you don't get to just have one too many margaritas in the airport bar and then come on the plane and tell us all that passengers aren't real. What the, what, how am I as a passenger now supposed to get now? I, now we're all aliens. Like now I don't trust. Now that's not even a plane anymore. It just, it's a UFO in my mind. Like, where is that plane going to take us? I'm following that girl either back to the airport bar or if security's kicking her out, then I'm following her out the airport door and we're going to the first bar we see. And I, I am again interviewing her to find out what the fuck happened to make her think that person wasn't real. You guys, I'm just saying that is such a bold statement. Like, <laughs> When has this been a headline in the news that somebody else has been accused of not being real? Okay, and I fucking said this I, on Friday Splash of sass I'm telling you right now, this is why SOS episodes are ahead of the fucking pulse. On fucking Friday, I was joking about Zoila's car accident, which is not a funny matter, I get it, but I was joking that the guy that hit her wasn't even a real human. And now cut to the headline on a few days later. And this other girl saying that this guy wasn't a real human shit. Maybe she's the splash assassin. <gasps> and I got it in her head. And then she took too many shrooms and all of a sudden she's like, shit, Amy said that people weren't real and they unzip their human costume and their extraterrestrial beauty Queens. All right, that was a lot of callbacks and throwbacks and forward front flips into the future. I don't even know, but let's move on to what we're really here for, which is the July 4th recap of the Pete and Sebastian show featuring Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. So Sebastian was joking about how cool his son is and <laughs> that he'll definitely have a tattoo when he's older, maybe even a full arm sleeve. And Pete goes, oh, when I see someone with an arm sleeve, they are instantly cool in my books. Um, not sure if I'm reading the wrong books or if the ink in the tattoo shops is different around here, or maybe the guys are just being nice. But you know, <laughs> you know, when a kid puts on a fake tattoo and within a few scrubs of the hand, it's all like half peeled off and faded, and it looks like the remnants of an old band aid that was left on your skin. <laughs> that is what most adult tattoos look like to me. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but barely any of them are vibrant. There's so much fading, plenty are ineligible. Like, what? They all just look like a bunch of scruff scruff um so sebastian makes a rather bold statement that jeff lewis would probably agree with he says and these are his words they do not represent the thoughts and opinions of splash of Sad, Blah 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 quote for quote sebastian says if you are gonna get an arm sleeve you gotta stay thin thin as then if you gain weight it starts making your arm look like a mess <laughs> All your tats are melting and morphing with each new birth of a skin cell. If that's how our biology works, I don't know, science is above my brain level, but opinions on arm tattoos are not above my brain level. So I disagree with Sebastian for a multitude of reasons, but let's start with number one, job security. Job security for tattoo artists, okay? Skin that grows and shrinks and yo-yos along with our diets is the perfect recipe for needing tattoo touch-ups. So you're keeping the creatives of the world employed through needing constant tattoo maintenance. At least until AI, it's like robots doing perfect tattoos. You can get a robot, a tattoo robot at home, and it's your own personal tattoo artist, and you just type in whatever graphics and it just like 3D prints it on your arm. So for now, let's keep the tattoo artist employed, okay Sebastian? Now second, if you gain weight and don't feel like paying for tat touch-ups, you now have probably shape-shifted your tattoo into a new version of the old thing. So... If anything, you recycled your old art to make new art. As in, the tattoo of a guitar you got on your bicep in the summer of 69 has grown over the years and <laughs> now looks more like a cello. And that's a beautiful thing, okay? Your arm is still making music. It's just a different sound. Just a different sound. Okay, Sebastian. So there's at least two reasons why it's great for people with arm sleeves to gain or lose as much weight as they want. And I could keep advocating for the non-thin tatters, but I got other shit to talk about. So next up is Father's Day. Sebastian asks if Pete gets to plan his own Father's Day or has to go along with family activities. And Pete's like, well, if it was truly my day, I'd spend the whole time smoking weed on the porch listening to Billy Joel, <laughs> Pete, Pete, welcome to my motherfucking life with no kids. I had Billy Joel, Pandora on this morning. In fact, smoking a a gong. It was a beautiful way to start America's birthday, if I do say so myself. But that's what I'm saying though about my reluctancy to have kids. Besides fear of pregnancy, it's also fear of time no longer existing to me. Like, my time now belongs to others forevermore. And I don't think I want that. Like, Pete's dream day is my every day, you know? And I get people love their kids more than life. is the best thing ever. Pete's dream day is actually hanging out with his daughter. Blah. But is it? Are they? Are they? I don't know. Whoever knows what the truth is. I do know that Sebastian's wife, Lana, wants to go on a Vegas trip with her her friends, and I'm only giggling about this because the whole reason Sebastian brought it up is that Lana would be flying home the morning of Sebastian's 50th birthday. So he found himself surprisingly sad that he would wake up alone in bed on his 50th, at least for a couple hours, till she got back. That's what I'm saying, people. This man, Sebastian Maniscalco, he has two kids in that house with his own goddamn flesh and blood coursing through their bodies. And he still, he still feels like he'd be waking up alone. Back to what's the point of having kids if when your spouse is gone... You still feel alone. If anything, Sebastian, your kids are more you than your wife is. She does not have your DNA twisted up inside those cells. They do. So I'm saying, let Lana have some fucking fun. Have your kids sleep in your bed with you. Wake up not alone. Have Lana pick up breakfast on the way in from the airport. Boom. Now you all get what you want. Because if I were Lana and pardon my French, cover your ears, boys and girls, but I would make sure to suck some extra D for that one, you know? Come on. But I also kind of totally agree with Sebastian. Like, I don't want to wake up with my non-existent kids. Fuck that. No, I'd rather have birthday sex first things first. So yeah, cancel Vegas or come home a night early, bitch. No, I'm kidding. Oh my God, I'm totally kidding. I'm the bitch. I'm I'm saying it as if I'm the bitch, you know? So um, Lana, you g- have the best time in Vegas because Pete reminded Sebastian that he should just let his wife have some fucking fun. And that's what best friends are for, okay? To justify why you should wake up alone on your 50th birthday. <laughs> oh, fuck that, Lana. You got to cancel the trip. Cancel that trip. Jo- it's all jokes. Okay, so we move on to more things Jeff Lewis would love, a.k.a. breaking all HIPAA laws and talking about the fun medications we're on. No, we're allowed to talk about our own shit, especially on America's birthday. You utilize that freedom of speech, boys. So talking about medication commercials and how they basically hire auctioneers to read the side effects, like, and uh, do you want to take this drug? Do you want to have diarrhea? Do you want to be vomiting for 24 hours of your life and have the worst experience of the day? But then you get to drink the blood and the blood will flow and then you will never breathe again. But you're the best day ever. Who wants the medication? Who wants the- And you're just like me? Me? I think I do. And all of a sudden, your arms raise, you're calling your doctor, you're getting on the Medicaid, and then, and then you're having all these fun, gross side effects that you allegedly wanted. I don't know. It's all exhausting. But Sebastian was wondering about people in the actual drug trials, like when they say eight out of ten patients found relief using Viagra for sleep, or whatever it's for. His point is you never meet someone who has actually been one of those 10 patients in that drug trial. So like, do they exist? Is it all made up? Are, are we all non-real? I swear that girl on the plane was right about whatever the fuck she was saying. Whatever the fuck she was selling, I'm buying. I am buying. Hashtag believe women. Okay. But I think in the exact same way as Sebastian, except I obsess over the lottery because we hear about the big winners, right? Like even the most recent $2 billion winner is in page six now, snatching up mansions and shit. Okay, but why don't we personally know more lottery winners? Like, yes, I know a couple people with a few true stories, but something about Powerball and Mega Millions, like you only hear about the huge winners. yet the jackpot is reset all the fucking time. So people are clearly winning. And sure, you could say, well, duh, Amy, you don't hear about more winners because everyone who wins shuts the fuck up and enjoys their new life in Fiji. But au I think more people are likely to want people to know or tell someone. Like, it's human nature to just blab shit. <laughs> clearly, that's all I do. And I'm just saying... Who the fuck in my life has won the lottery and not told me? And why haven't they taken me to their Fiji island yet? Or any type of vacation? Or given me anything at all? Why haven't you given me anything? Okay, maybe this is why lottery winners stay secret. Ugh, but if you've won the lottery and feel like donating to Splash's ass, we are always accepting. Thank you. So, Pete Corielli goes to get an MRI and he drinks a motherfucking espresso on the drive in you guys and then he takes a few hits of mary j in the parking lot classic so he's overly caffeinated and high and about to sit in basically a coffin of technology I cannot think of a worse combination. Like, after the second hit of weed in the parking lot, <laughs> I would have called the doctor's office to cancel my MRI and fucking watched the receptionist through the window as she answers my call. And I'm like, Ugh, I'm so sorry, ma'am. I can't. Ma-, and I'd watch her head shake in disappointment as the 17th person cancels for the day. And at least I called ma'am. All right. At least I called and wasn't a fucking no show. So, um, yeah, I'm shocked that Pete went through it in the first place, but (laughs) he basically went into full paranoid meltdown survival mode where, (laughs) where you're like panicking in your head, but you know, you just have to get through it. And so he was getting back spasms, racing thoughts, all of this for over an hour. Okay. Pete, I know you hate hearing this, but my angel, to you, you think that the espresso and weed are vital to get through this shit. (laughs) The hard truth is that instead, you made it 12 times worse for yourself, okay? Next time, try a fucking Valium. Valium. Pete was saying anytime he's in a machine like that, though, for example, he got dentist x-rays and the machine clamped the side of your head and he was petrified it was going to malfunction and keep squeezing and pop his head like in the crane game when you're trying to win a stuffed animal and first it basically decapitates the fucking bear before you pull it to safety. Okay, I get what Pete's saying, but... I always get that instant paranoid fear when I'm filling up my car tires with air. Like, even if the PSI is set to lower than what the tire needs, I am still convinced that it's going to overfill somehow and pop in my fucking face and the rest of my life I will have the all of a Goodyear tire stuck in my forehead! And the only thing that would make that a good year is from the millions I would get from that lawsuit, just like Zoila will get with Lyft. And if Lyft wants to become a Splash ass sponsor, I will seize the shit talking immediately because money talks the loudest. (laughs) So Sebastian lives out in LA and he's worried that he'll get some type of operation and an earthquake will happen the second that the doctor slices him open. That is such a valid, irrational fear. However, again, the easiest fucking solution, fellas, it's called drugs. Anytime I'm being operated on, knock me the fuck out. Knock me the fuck out. If that's how you go when you pass to the other side, when you can finally have a truthful conversation with your mother through the scribbles in Tyler Henry's notebook, I You guys know Tyler Henry. He's a psychic medium with a show like the Hollywood medium or something. And he scribbles whilst chatting with the friendly ghosts who allegedly follow us around. And I just love the idea that the first time someone hears their parent is proud of them is through a psychic medium. Not that that's, I don't love that, but the idea that I picture Tyler Henry leaving his notes behind and it's like. A giant cloud of scribbles in the shape of a middle finger or something. (laughs) And you're like, wait, is that what you saw when you said, my mama's proud of me? (laughs) Like he leaves behind a drawing of a scribbled devil. And he's like, yeah, your dad always said that in his mind, he thought of you as his little angel. And you're like, wait, but Henry, are you telling me what I want to hear or did my dad call me that little fucking devil bitch for the millionth time and you're just trying to filter it to keep the family peace? Did Aunt Bertha pay you off for that? Did she pay you off? No, I'm joking. I'm. We believe in mediums just as much as we believe that non-real people need to fly domestic flights out of Dallas too, okay? It's all real. It's all real in some way. So P is keeping us all young with some lingo he heard from the youth. Apparently, if you have to go to the bathroom now, people say I'm rocking a piss. He's rocking a piss. I hate it. I hate it. Then shoes are called blazes, blazes. So his daughter got a compliment on her new kicks. They're called kicks, okay? But the kid said, nice blazes nice blazes, dude. I hate that too. I I hate it. I hate it. Pete wants to know if they're getting old and can't keep up with the new lingo or if it just sucks. It just sucks nowadays. Yes, I say it's the latter option because if the new lingo was an upgrade, we would have adopted it by now, okay? We are resistant because we can see through the trendy phase bullshit. Like, when everyone kept saying, let's get lit, get lit, get lit, the rest of us, we stood in a prayer circle for y'all, okay? And we lit candles for y'all, okay? As we prayed for your souls to recover from whatever hysteria took over. Which is basically what Pete said, that we don't like the kids' new vocab because they simply aren't using new terms that are cooler than what we already use. Now, Sebastian thinks he can say, I'm going to go rock a piss and get away with it. I'm going to go rock a piss, okay? No, I just want to let him know right now, you can't get away with it, babe, all right? You cannot get away with it. Anytime the word piss is involved, it's an automatic full body cringe. Cringe! I, I turned into like a turtle and I wanna just go into my shell and hide from whatever piss is flowing out of your rocks, okay? So, since Sebastian Maniscalco likes Chat GPT so much and he's played around with AI, I think he should bring a whole list of alternative words for shoes and peeing that AI comes up with to the next cast. And we can set the youth of America straight by giving them replacements to their dim down synonyms of choice. What the blazes over kicks? Nah, fucking blaze up that kick, bitch. Or like rocking a piss. It's you're. if anything, you're taking a piss. Okay. Why are you rocking and pissing at the same time? If you're rocking and pissing, I don't, don't want to go anywhere near that toilet. Are you joking? me the splash zone alone the only thing I ever want to fucking do is splash some motherfucking sass all right y'all and I hope that you all had fun today listening to this special bonus episode of splash a motherfucking sass and yeah we love Pete Correale we love Sebastian Maniscalco we love the motherfucking cast check it out on YouTube and we'll be back tomorrow with a new Jeff Lewis live recap Woo. All right. In the meantime, subscribe, like, view my Insta story, Splash is Sass podcast. Love you forever. Bye. Splash, 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 splash your sass, splash